Hi, welcome to the cottage. We are a lively outpouring of an exciting adventure into God's riches and glories in Christ Jesus. We really work to activate an excitement for the kingdom of God as it is in the now until it comes into its fullness. We invite you to our sessions to explore the heights and depths of God's love in a fuller bandwidth. I'm Dr. Ken, the pastor of a small independent church seeking to return to the Lord's zeal in times where apathy and lethargy rule the day of the complacent. We try to shake things up and offer a temporary home as we travel this sod until we reach higher ground and connect into the everlasting life from above, here on the earth as it is in heaven. For more information, you can email us at thecottage at dken.cc. That is thecottage at dken.cc. Welcome back to The Cottage. We're in our series on the new first clothing. And tonight we continue with Jeremiah 13 and soiled clothing. In Genesis 2 7 tonight, it says, And the Lord formed man of dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. God reached down into the mud, into the ground, into the dirt, and God personally got his hands dirty. And this is a precursor to the gospel where Jesus came and how he ended up doing. But God soiled his hand and we're going to get to the point where God is going to ask us to do the same. In Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress and keep it so that the man would put his hand to the soil and out of that soil produce life. And this is the mandate from the beginning. How God brings life from the dead or from the earth or from the wilderness teaches them when he planted that garden, then he asks us to do the same and we get ourselves soiled. This is the context for what I want to deal with tonight in Jeremiah chapter 13. So that was Genesis 2-7 and Genesis 2-15. Now we're going to turn to Genesis 13. The first verse of the 13th chapter, God calls to Jeremiah the prophet to do something crazy. Then the Lord said unto me, Go and get thee a linen girdle, put it about thy loins, and put it not in water. Okay, so he's asking Jeremiah to put this clothing on, but he's asking him not to put water to it. Now remember in Genesis 2, it's describing a world without water. As a matter of fact, God says, I don't want to put water there because if I put water there what's going to happen nothing unless man controls that water and from the ground produces life through irrigation so I need to get the man before I can do the water now he's telling Jeremiah here take this cloth make it a belt around you but do not clean it moving on to verse 4 we're in Jeremiah 13 4 take that girdle that thou hast got which is upon the loins, and arise and go to the Euphrates River. That's a far distance. And hide it there in the whole rock. The, the Euphrates River, one of the main rivers back then for the rest of the world. We always talk about the Jordan River. Down south you have Egypt, you have the Nile. But this is up the Euphrates River. This is an important river. The Tigris and Euphrates. And he's telling Jeremiah to go all the way to Euphrates and Put this in the hole of a rock. Put this garment. 
Moving through again, we're in chapter 13, Jeremiah, now verse 6. And it came to pass after many days that the Lord said unto me, Rise, now go back to the Euphrates. It could be many days for him to make this journey. And take the girdle from thence, which I commanded thee to hide there. So now I want you to go and take that. Now God, they didn't have what we got today with the slides. They didn't have the slides. They didn't have the uh, TVs. We talked about that movie coming out. They didn't have all these things. They didn't even have newspapers necessarily. And so God is having the prophet do all these things as an illustration to the people what's going on to prophesy to them through these things. Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel did all kinds of crazy things in order to try to speak to the people. It gets so ridiculous with Ezekiel that it's almost that people have thought that Ezekiel was a madman. It's insane to read the book of Ezekiel. They think he's mad. Psychologists have had a field day with Ezekiel. He's got all kinds of problems. But see, God called Ezekiel to speak to people who are mad. And how do you speak to mad people? You've got to speak in their language. And they've gone mad. So Ezekiel goes mad with them because he's trying to speak to them. And Jeremiah's called to do something similar here. The people cannot understand. The people cannot get it. Just like Jesus was telling parables where he was trying to reach people, but at the same time, he was trying to also let the truth be made known to those who it was given to. Because others saw in those parables nothing, but the disciples saw in those parables pearls from which they could get treasure out of, a prize. Because God was revealing to them special truth. Special truth. So Jeremiah is called to do something crazy with clothing. And we're still in this series that we're doing with the emperor's new clothes. So here we got Jeremiah taking this cloth. He's not allowed to wash it. And then he's to take it unwashed, unclean cloth. And take it off to a far place, a foreign place to the border. And then to bring it back. What's the point? What's going on here? Verse 7. Then I went to Euphrates. And digged. He had to dig it up out. Remember, God dug out of the ground to produce Adam, humanity. Then he asked Adam, to, the gardener, to dig out of the ground in order to produce the potatoes that my wife grows in Nepal. Maybe you got a garden. Anybody got a garden this year? Barb, what do you got in the garden? Everything. All right. My brother's got a few things. He's trying to play with it for once. I've been telling him that when my wife gets over here, she's going to want a garden, and maybe we can figure all this out, you know. And uh, so he decided he was going to do a garden. So I think he's got cucumbers and corn and carrots and what was the other thing? I can't remember. In there. Watermelon, I think. Wow. We used to, we used to have, at the other church I was at that I pastored for many years, we decided to have a garden. And people loved it. And people planted a garden at the church. It was called the community garden. And then when some people would say, hey, we need food, there it is. What do you mean there it is? Well, there they are, the green beans just go out there and snap you some beans. And they wouldn't even do that. 
They wouldn't even snap the beans. We did all the work. We planted it. We took care of it, watered it, weeded it, everything. There you go. And they wouldn't snap the beans. And dad's telling mom that he remembers the day when I didn't snap beans. (laughs) But dad doesn't know. I snap them now. That's right. I snap them now. Trust me. She says, you're going to snap beans. And I do it. You want to eat? We're going to snap beans. So, we snap beans now. That's what my wife does over there. They're very agricultural in the Bible. They're still agriculture, my wife, in Nepal. Everything comes out of the ground for her. When she has to cook, everything's out of the ground. The thing that she cooks on is made of mud. She has to get the wood and she has to get the, she gets the spices not from the store, but from the ground. She digs everything out of the ground and then she has to cut, clip it, clean and everything else. By the time she does all that and cooks it, my Lord, what time is it? Anyway, Jeremiah, then I went to the Euphrates and I had to dig this thing out. It was buried, just like the farmer taken from the soil and took the girdle from the place where I'd hit it. And behold, the girdle was marred and it was profitable for nothing. Now, we're in the book of Jeremiah, right? This is not Ecclesiastes. Remember Ecclesiastes? Everything is vanity. And here we are, nothing. What's the whole point for seven verses? God, what are we doing for seven verses? A whole lot of nothing. And yet, when we look around, what are we doing? A whole lot of nothing. We got smartphones, but we're not smart. (laughs) The phone is. Well, actually, the people who made the phone, because they're charging us all this money for these phones and all these services, all these subscriptions. You don't have cable TV anymore, which was funny, because when cable TV first came out, yes, I am a person that was, when cable TV didn't exist, I was around, and then cable TV showed up. You guys all know that. And they promised, well, you give us money, and you won't have to watch advertisements. And now, look, you turn on cable TV, and it's full of advertisements. And that's what the, now they do the internet, the same thing. When the internet first came out, there was no ad. Now you go and play a video and the ads, 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 ads. Whole lot of nothing. Profitable for nothing. Supposed to dig out of the ground and supposed to bring, my wife's like, what are we doing here? Potato. Supper. (laughs) I got a family to feed. He pulls out of the ground. Nothing. Nothing. What John 15 say? Jesus says, I am the vine, you're the branches. My father is the gardener. He comes and cuts every branch that produces nothing. And even the ones that do, he cuts them too, so they will produce more. Produce more. Verse 10. We're skipping down. We're still in Jeremiah chapter 13, verse 10. This evil people which refuse to hear my words. Now, we've been in Jeremiah before. We've gone through this several times, how this keeps happening with Jeremiah. This is another time. This evil people which refuse to hear my words, which walk in the imagination of the heart and walk after other gods after nothing. Nothing. Not that these gods don't exist. That's not the problem. It's that they do nothing. They do nothing. It was on the news this morning. Everybody's really excited, right? No, they're not. 
Why? Well, unemployment is great. Unemployment rate might be great in comparison to whatever. You can preach that, White House. But you know what? It's a whole lot of nothing because of all the inflation. We can't afford anything. doesn't matter if people go to work. They get nothing. Which walk in the imagination of their heart. Very dangerous place to be. Who's the greatest deceiver? I taught you. Do you remember? Who's the greatest deceiver? We are. Our own hearts. Are we falling out the imaginations of our hearts? And walk after other gods? Talk to my sister-in-law. She's working in Croatia. I'm probably going to get in trouble if anybody ever listens to these things. She gets to work seven days a week for six hours a day, 42 hours a week, and she gets peanuts. But it's peanuts. When she was in Nepal, she got peanut. <laughs> so it's something a little extra. But she's not getting much. The rat race we're running, where are we running to? What are we getting out of all this? Running, 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 running. It's a whole lot of nothing. Imagination of the heart and walk after other gods to serve them. Remember, you were never to serve anything other than Yahweh. That's the key. It's not that there's no other gods. It's that you were only supposed to serve the one. And they're supposed, those gods are also supposed to serve. And the reason why they're nothing is because they do nothing. They have no fruit. No fruit. They don't produce. It's a whole lot of nothing. And to worship them. They were never to be worshipped. He's pointing these things out. If all this was the case, it would just set out the gods. No, he's letting you know the other gods exist, but you were never to serve them, and you definitely never to worship them. Shall be even as this girdle, which is good for nothing. It's all nothing. What do we do when we get up in the morning and when we lie down at night? It's a whole lot of nothing. And now what do you see? All the mental trauma that's going on, and all the people that can't sleep, and they're up all night and they can't sleep. Because we got a whole lot of nothing going on. Whole lot of nothing. But when you got something, usually when you hit the bed at night, you're tired because you did something. Remember that last deal we had on St. Patrick's Day? We went home, we all crashed. Why? Because there's a whole lot of work. Slept good that night, didn't you? Slept good because there was a whole lot of something. It was a whole lot of something. But here, it's just a whole lot of nothing. The latest style, the latest fashions. It's amazing. I just got to get my scissors out and tear these pants and I'll be in style. (laughs) Rip these clothes. Oh, then I'm in style. Walking nonsense. Are those even clothes? Those... Are those even rags? Can we call them threads? I saw someone walking by and they had this shirt all tore up back here. Well, what's that all about? Ventilation? <laughs> well, they're not having a bath and they need to kind of air things out or what? Forgot how to use water? Good for Nothing. And that's what Jeremiah is trying to teach them. But they can't get it because they're following the imagination of their heart. And they're doing a whole lot of nothing. 
Verse 11, for as a girdle cleaveth to the loins of a man, so I have caused to cleave unto me the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah, saith the Lord. Oh, here's the deal. Jeremiah represents God. The girdle, the clothing, the cloth represents the people, saith the Lord. That they might be unto me for a people, for a name, for a praise, for glory, but they would not hear. They're a whole lot of nothing, and I'm walking around naked. Because I'm wearing nothing. I have nothing to wear. Here God is naked. We talked about the King Saul being naked. Now we got God naked. God is naked. Jeremiah 13, 11. And we did this before and I want to do this again. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 to 20. Now, this is how it's rendered in most English Bibles, including the King James. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, they shall be at wool. These little punctuation marks are all English. They don't exist in Hebrew. I taught you that if you read the full chapter of Isaiah, this is review from a previous message. That this could be rendered actually a question. Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be scarlet, you think they shall be white as snow? Though they be red like clothes, you think they'll be like wool? You think you're clothing? You're not. You're dirty. You're filthy. Because you read the, the first 17 verses of this chapter, and you read the rest of verses beginning in verse 21, and they're a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, we use this verse, hallelujah, because Jesus makes this possible. But for them in Isaiah's day, they're not doing this. They're a whole lot of nothing. You think you're white as wool? You're not. You're like Jeremiah's girdle. Verse 19. We're in Isaiah chapter 1. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse, and they would not, they refused. And you rebel, and they did. You shall be devoured with the sword. And from the Euphrates, not a girdle's coming, but the enemy is coming. With the sword. Euphrates, that's the, one of the rivers listed, right, in Genesis. Four rivers flowed out of Eden. God was supposed to get something out of that. Instead, he got a whole lot of nothing. And God is naked. And the people think, oh, I'm going to be white as snow. And he said, Jeremiah, don't you dare put that to the water. And what did John the Baptist say to those religious leaders? Have you come here to get wet? Have you come to get wet? Because Jesus is going to burn you with fire. Don't you dare come in this water and get wet. Don't you dare. He's going to cut. He's going to prune. He's going to burn up the chaff. Don't you dare think that you're white. Whitewashed sepulchers is what Jesus called them. You're dressed up tombs full of dead men's bones. Worthless. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. This is the danger that we have. If we do a whole lot of nothing. 
We have got to figure out what God truly wants. So this series is all about trying to begin to understand through another metaphor, just like the metaphor of Jeremiah and the girl. How we can understand. Who was it that used to say it in the family? Worthless as tits on a board? Who was it? My grandfather used to say it all the time. Yeah, mine did too. And I say it sometimes. It just flips out on me. I said, well, that's worthless as tits on a board. Anybody eat that old boar meat? Is it any good? Good for nothing. Good for nothing. It stinks. Worthless. But God has called us to do what Jesus did and turn this verse from a question into a reality. Because Jesus came and he asked lots of questions because he was the answer. And the way we can turn this from a question into the answer where your sins can be washed is through repentance. And we have to understand what God wants to do. What he desires. Told you King Saul was naked. King David was naked. Both are naked. Well, God's naked. We're all in the same boat together. But we have a chance to turn it around. Through Christ. So that they be red like crimson. They shall be as wool. Let us seek to turn this into a question to become our reality. To help those in need. Father God, we thank you tonight for your word. We thank you for your powerful word. It's a shameful thing to think that you're naked. But that's what you said through Jeremiah. That the people you took on. That the world will not see you because I can't stand to see you because you're God. It's impossible to see you. But you've chosen that can see us. We are your body. We are your clothing. And yet these clothes were a whole lot of nothing. Help us, Father, to wash and be made white as wool. Help us to wash others who are red Stained with blood of injustice and the filth of this world. Help us to wash each other and wash those who need it the most. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can find out more about us at dken.cc. That's D-K-E-N dot C-C. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you.